KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in depth. I'm Matt Leon. So as the COVID-19 pandemic drags on, much of the American workforce continues to work from home and will continue to do so for the foreseeable future. And it is quite possible we could see working from home become the norm for a good percentage of the workforce even once the pandemic is over. So how could that change life in good and bad ways for folks that no longer need to go into the office? How could it change how people look at their jobs? We talk about all of this with Dr. Nina Mendez. She is an assistant professor of psychology at LaSalle University. Really interesting conversation. Give a listen. So let's start with the basic concept here. Do you think that working from home is here to stay? Now, obviously, this not across the board, but do you think it's here to stay in a way that is much more prevalent than it was before the pandemic? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that uh, working from home really has shed light on how productive we can be as humans, how convenient it could be to work from home. I mean, of course, we're going to talk about some of the challenges that people face with working from home, but I think it's important to highlight how it does work better for some people. I think the reality is, is that we're experiencing a global pandemic and we have wonderful researchers who are telling us how long this may be here, but the reality is, is that we don't have a definitive end date. So I think working from home is here to stay. Um, And I would arguably say that it will probably be here post pandemic as well, just because people are seeing the value in it and the convenience of working from home. So let's look at the upside first. Uh, Give us some of the biggest positives you would see of a vast higher percentage of the population working from home. Well, I think that uh, the positives will vary depending upon who you ask, but I would say that collectively, it's definitely more convenient for people. People are driving less. Um, People are able to create their own schedules. Um, I think that um, people are definitely more productive. They feel like they have more time on their hands because they're not traveling back and forth to work. I mean, there are people in my life, I don't know about you, but I, I've heard of plenty of people saying, oh, I drive an hour and 45 minutes to work every day. And they don't have that anymore. So they're definitely feeling more productive, feeling more present in terms of um, being home. And I think that has a lot of value to it. And you mentioned that the, me personally, I would probably going to and from work was probably about two and a quarter hours total. Uh, (laughs) You know, and I'm coming from South Jersey into the city and you really realize, like I knew the commute sucked, but when it's (laughs) taken out of your life, you really Mm -hmm. realize like, wow, this really opens life up a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. And then I'm sure that you probably sit there and ask yourself, well, what do I do with this? two extra hours of my time. Could I get a little bit more sleep? Could I be more organized? Could I get my children up in the morning a little earlier to be more productive? I mean, there's so many different things that you can think about. Now, I would have to be a devil's advocate a little bit here and ask, like, after the pandemic is over and you have to do that two and a half hour commute again, you're probably going to sit there and think, this is horrible. Like, I remember when I didn't have to do this and how wonderful it was. And it's going to feel like a deficit later, I I would assume. And to that point, One of the interesting, a sidebar of this is we're talking about all these people that are going to work from home in the big picture going forward. I would also imagine there's going to be a fraction of a not small fraction that is going to have to go back in. Right. Not really for any reason that can be justified, just that the company wants people in their building. And 
to your point of once you have to do it again, if you've gotten used to not commuting, if you've gotten used to not having to deal with X, Y, and Z, and all of a sudden you have to do it and there's really not a tangible reason why, I would think that's going to be a difficult road for a lot of people to cross. Yeah, and I think that it would make sense why people would feel an increase of things like frustration or stress or even anger towards uh, the people that they work with in terms of why are you why are you making me do this two hour commute when I can do everything that I've done, which I have been doing for the last couple months at home, um, and just kind of wondering that and feeling like you're already going to to work with a level of frustration just because of the commute when you had this gift of being able to stay home and do the work that you have to do. So sticking with the positives, uh, I've gotten to spend a lot more time with the kids right. in a casual, not in a, all right, we're all going out to dinner or we're all, you know, just doing stupid stuff around mm-hmm. the house. And I don't, that's something I don't know that you can put a price on, but it's another thing. I don't think you appreciate how much you missed it until you kind of get the chance to do it day in, day out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think to add to that, too, um, I hear so many people talking about how their love and appreciation for their teachers even has just skyrocketed. Like, wow, I didn't realize how much teachers put up with and how difficult their jobs are. But I think to your point, just having proximity and that closeness to your children and being able to be in the same house, knowing that they're safe, knowing that they're okay, given that we are experiencing a global pandemic can really help with things like stress and anxiety. I know a lot of people where their children are actually still going um, to the buildings like, for example, my sister's daughter goes to a school where they did not do remote learning at all. Um, there was definitely a time frame where they stopped attending the school, but now they're back and they're in their classrooms every day. And she talks to me about how uh, how much stress and anxiety she feels about, is she safe? Is she going to be okay? Um, you know, what are the precautions that they're taking? Are they making sure they're sticking to them? So having that gift of being able to have eyes on your child all day, making sure that they're safe and that they're engaged in learning, I think is really uh, is really important. So now let's look at the other side. I think, like I said, if you're in the right situation, uh, there are a lot of positive boxes that can be checked. But mm-hmm. there's also a lot of potential downsides, and I'm sure a lot of downsides people are experiencing. From um, Where do you see at the top of the list of, of problems that working from home on a permanent basis could bring to the forefront? Well, I think, I mean, there's a lot of different things, a lot of challenges that people can face in terms of working from home. First, the first thing that comes to my mind is work-life balance. So work-life balance is incredibly important. It's really just understanding the balance between your work life and your home life and making sure that you segregate those two. But how do you separate those two worlds when they're happening under the same roof, right? Where you're working from home and you're living at home. Um, So I I would say that the difficulty that many people face is this um, difficulty in, in terms of separating those two worlds, like living under the same space, but knowing, okay, now is my family time and here is my work time. And those lines can be ve- very blurred because they're happening under the same roof. Um, I would also say that closeness is incredibly important. It's very valuable in relationships, but it is possible to still need space and love the ones you live with. <laughs> so family connection and bonding is wonderful, but we all may need some space and that's okay. Those things are not mutually exclusive. You could love your partner, love your children, but still need space for them. But how do you get that space when we're being encouraged to stay home or you're working all day, your children are home, and then at night you're spending time with them and you're not feeling like you're getting any space to yourself. I would imagine that that could also contribute to some stress 
some frustration and a number of other things that can make relationships really challenging given the global pandemic. To that point, if you are able to work from home and you are spending time, what would be some ways you would, you know, to find space? Is it as simple as, you know, they're, everybody's kind of got their own room. If you've, you're fortunate enough to be in a house that big and everybody kind of spends their time there to do their thing and maybe decompress or, or whatever. Well, I don't think that that's necessarily simple, but I think it's incredibly important. I mean, to your point, some people don't have the luxury of having multiple rooms where you can have the workspace and the living space. If you can, I highly encourage that because it does help with that segregation of work versus um, home life. Um, But for those of us who don't have that luxury, it's important to kind of implement some practices that help create that separation between work and home life. So I I always talk about the importance of something like self-care, right? And self-care is more important now than it ever has been before, given this pandemic. So part of self-care is getting that space that you need. So I always encourage the families that I work with, it's okay to ask for an hour of a, um, throughout the day to give yourself that, that private space. Now, we're all kind of um, secluding ourselves in our homes as much as we can in order to decrease the amount of time that we're exposed to other people in order to keep ourselves safe, right? But that doesn't mean that we can't have private time. So, you know, if you live with your partner, communicate with your partner and say, I'm going to go upstairs for an hour and read this book that I've been wanting to read, or I'm going to go catch up on this episode. Are you okay with the kids and communicate with one another so that even though we're constantly in our homes and surrounded by the same people, you can have some practices that help give you that separation a little bit. Um, Making sure that you're aware that I work all day, but I still need some time to myself to really help with those self-care practices. And also encouraging the people that you live with to engage in self-care practices. Um, Encourage your children, um, you know, if they're spending all day on their computers doing Google Classroom and everything that they're doing to help maintain their education, continue their education, um, engage in some some activities that don't involve the computer with one another, play a game with each other, watch a movie together, whatever it is that you have to do that kind of separates. I worked during the day and now is my time for family time. How do you think having a much higher percentage of people working from home will change the way we look at work. I mean, we, we heard so much in the before times about stuff like team building and stuff like that. And now, yeah, we're all on teams in a job, but we're kind of all on a little Island as part of the team. So do you think this, this changes the way we, we look at it? Yeah, I think so. Because I think, you know, uh, even though we go to work and we do our jobs, there is a socialization aspect to being at a facility or being at a building or being around, surrounded by your coworkers. And some people will say, well, you can get that through, through Zoom. But the, the reality is, is that it's, can feel different for others in terms of a virtual connection versus an in-person connection. I think that what we're seeing is people can be productive. People can work from home. Um, They can get the job done. I think this has absolutely shaped the way that we're going to see work from home in the future. I think even um, from an economic perspective, I think some businesses and agencies are looking at this as an opportunity to cut down on costs related to building maintenance, related to rent, related to all these different things that... um, they're they're noticing that I could get the same amount of productivity or even more when I allow my employees to work from home versus coming into the office. But I think my my struggle and my wonder is at what cost. 
Um, because again, that work-life balance for people is incredibly important. But if we shift to a more work from home way of doing things, I worry about those lines getting even more blurred. To that point, what would be some of your recommendations for people to, I don't know if it's even possible to be rigid Well, I'm scheduled nine to five and I'm turning the computer on at 8.58 and turning it off at 5.02. But what would be some ways that you would suggest people, uh, they can put a kind of barrier so that there is that separation? Well, I think that you have to look at working from home as going to work as best as you can. I realize that those are two very different things. But if you can create that same level of structure in your in terms of your space at home, I think it will feel better and you'll be better equipped to be able to say, okay, it's five o'clock, I'm done now. Time for family time, time for me just to be home. Um, so I always recommend that people have a very detailed schedule. Um, even if scheduling isn't uh, necessarily your thing, I think that it could be very helpful for anyone where you say, okay, in the morning I get up at seven and I have my breakfast and my coffee. I start work from eight. I'm taking my lunch break at 12. Um, I'm going to schedule a 10 minute walk during the day around the block a few times just to get some fresh air. And I'm finishing my day at five o'clock where you create that detailed regimen and that detailed schedule so that that helps segregate your mind in terms of here is when I work and here is when I'm home so that it helps with that blur, those blurred lines in terms of work-life balance. I think a lot of the discussion we have is based on the idea that there are multiple caregivers available to split. Now what that split is obviously be different, but what's the concern of the the single mother, the single father that's got a couple kids. They are fortunate enough to be working, but they're working from home. The kids are homeschooling at least three days, if not all five. Uh, That's you're trying to do a lot and it, it can be overwhelming. Absolutely. And I think this is why we're seeing some challenges in terms of family relationships and some difficulties that people are facing because of the constant exposure to one another in terms of or or because people are trying to balance careers, education, uh, home life and all of these different things all in one. Also, adding to that, we're worried about our health and safety, too. So there's many different factors that can contribute to that frustration and that struggle. But but you're absolutely right. I mean, I think about two parent households um, uh, who can try to make it work in terms of balancing the schedules, making sure that the children are taken care of, making sure that they're um, on the computer doing their work, or if they have to go to school, that a parent is taking care of that. But the single parent who is working from home and the children kept interrupting or having questions, or let's just say your child is sick for the day. Um, You know, how do you manage? I'm working from home, but I have to tend to my child and having that balance between um, what you have to do at work and what you need to do at home, I think can be really difficult. We've talked about a lot here. Are there other things that you look at in this concept that are going to either positive or negative, like kind of ripple effects of this that we haven't talked about or maybe aren't on the front line, but are things that we might look back on and things we're going to have to deal with? Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I mean, there's a number of different things that we could talk about in terms of how working from home can really have some positives, but I'm thinking about the challenges, right? Because I think we need to be proactive in terms of what are people experiencing because of this difficulty with work-life balance and working from home? What are the challenges that we're facing um, together? And we're seeing uptakes in things like social media usage. We're seeing uptakes in 
um, uh, substance use disorders and increases in alcohol consumption, for example. I recently read an article that talked about just in March, alcohol consumption was up almost 60%, um, which we believe is in direct response to the global pandemic. So I think that these are things that we really need to be mindful of, because if you think about something like addiction, right, and you think about triggers for addiction, um, stress, anxiety, um, um, difficulties with work-life balance, even financial difficulties, all of these things that we um, as a world are experiencing because of this pandemic can actually exacerbate these increases of alcohol consumption, for example, or substance use disorders. So I think these are things that we really have to be mindful of and think about um, and be proactive about as well. And how much of when we look at the negative stuff, there's not a finish line, right? Like, when the pandemic's over, okay, that's 2026. Like I exaggerate a little, but mm-hmm. how much does uncertainty play into things that I think most people, even if they're not real organized to a point, they like to plan and you like to be able to know, all right, well, if I get through three more months, things will get better, but we don't know that. And I think that uncertainty plays a, a lot of role in this. Yeah. And I think, you know, we want to be hopeful. Of course, we have to hold on to hope that things will get better and that we will continue to find this new normal. But to your point, I mean, that level of uncertainty, that that being unsure could really just increase um, these symptoms that we're talking about. It can increase things like stress and anxiety and depression, um, which, again, can connect to things like poor relationships, difficulties in relationships, increases in alcohol consumption, all these things that we talked about that could be directly related to being unsure when this pandemic is going to end, because we can have the best researchers in the world and they can have all of these conclusions, but the reality is we won't know um, when it's over until it's over. Um, So I think that that's something that we have to recognize and acknowledge um, and be sure that we're taking care of ourselves, given that we will remain in this level of uncertainty, at least for some time. And as a final question, as we're talking here, do you have any concerns? Because I think we're going to be in this boat for, I would say, another year, one right. way or another. It might not be to the dial to 11 like it is now. but And I don't want to say people are going to forget how to socialize. Mm-hmm. But it could be when workplaces do fill up a little more, is there more chance for conflict? Because people have gotten used to not being around people that maybe think and work differently than they do. And it's going to be jarring, much like it's going to be jarring having to do that commute again if that if that day comes. Could, could you see that being a problem? Absolutely. I mean, I think that we are fighting to find a new normal. And then once we find this new normal, and then they're like, okay, go back to the old one. It's be really challenging. It's going to feel like uh, it's going to be a, a difficult transition for a lot of people. And I would, I would even arguably say, I think children are going to experience this a lot. Imagine being home and being able to, they're working from home too, right? They're getting their education from home. And now it's okay, time to go to school every day. Um, and it's going to be this almost like culture shock of what we've gotten accustomed to, to now this new change in terms of being socialized again, and some of the challenges that we're going to face with that. And I would add even you know, connecting it to the commute conversation, going to work a little more frustrated because you're like, I can just do this from home. 
why are they making me come into the office? And then that feeling of, of stress or frustration is going to impact the way that you interact with people at your job. And That's I would wonder, it for this you know, what are the repercussions KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.